This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday. I am your host, Lisa McDonald. This is my show, Carpe Diem. We are with the Contact Talk Radio Network live listenership, 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. So I want to thank you again, loyal listeners. I really appreciate you tapping in, tuning in every Friday to hear my show, my guest. And I am super once again blessed uh, to have another phenomenal person who inspires me all the time uh, since I had the pleasure and the honor of meeting him at Harvard when we spoke, we mutually spoke in Boston this past summer. Uh, so what I'm going to do, as I always do, listeners, before I turn it over to Unscripted Dialogue, is I'm just going to plug a little bit about my guest, fantastic Frank Johnson, again, because this show expands to every pocket of the world, every four pockets. Okay. So who is Fantastic Frank Johnson? Well, my friends, Fantastic Frank, as a young man, he was a successful chemical engineer and entrepreneur. One day, while he was at the height of enjoying success, everything changed irreversibly when he was trapped in a fire, carried out in a body bag, and his life changed forever. As a result, he incurred a traumatic brain injury. It was necessary for him to relearn everything, including how to walk and how to talk. Now he is motivated to inspire millions. Every day, Frank meets his challenges and is fueled with a passion to help others with his engaging, creative manner, which is awe-inspiring to everyone he meets. Fantastic Frank captivates and touches audiences like no other. As a TV celebrity guest, Fantastic Frank appears in a superhero costume all across America, including Los Angeles and Chicago. As an award-winning keynote motivational speaker, he shows every person how to overcome any obstacles with his Excel formula and message, Be the Hero in You. He also co-created a custom song titled Hero in You. His book, From Flawed to Fantastic, takes people through a step-by-step process of life transformation. Through the comic book he published, The Young Explorers, he inspires young people. And as an outstanding radio host on the TBI network, he provides hope and help for those trapped in silent epidemic. Frank touches many people's lives daily. Let him touch yours. Wow, Frank, welcome. Thank you, my friend. How are you? I'm fantastic, Lucia. How are you? I'm equally fantastic and more so fantastic to be joined by fantastic Frank. So thank you for taking the time out of what I just described as a very hectic, chaotic schedule. You're obviously really plugged into this. You're very fired up. And uh, that energy emitted to me immediately upon meeting you, which was a very interesting story. Do you recall how it was we exactly met before we realized we were in the same place at the same time for the same reason? Do you remember that, Frank? 
I can't remember because I have a traumatic brain injury and my short-term memory isn't that good. Perhaps you'd want to share this story. I think we were in this and what I kind of remember was we were in a room with where we were speaking at Harvard and I can't remember if I sat next to you or I met you on one of the breaks, but I think I met you after you did a ride back to hotel room, right? Well, you cut you you got some of that. So let me okay. let me let me okay. just inform viewers because you know again I don't believe in coincidences. So no, after I got after I got off the plane and I did like I don't know a five kilometer walk to the hotel. I had all these bags on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no sense of where I was going. Kind of knew where I was going. So I get to this hotel that I had pre booked in advance. And uh, I go up to the hotel room, and I literally had maybe half an hour, an hour before I was supposed to hop back on some other form or mode of transportation in which to go and meet everybody who was a part of this event uh, at Harvard. And so I'm just like, I'm sweaty, I'm hot, I'm, you know, I'm looking at my watch, I'm going, come on, Lisa, come on, Lisa. So I, I see the shuttle bus outside of the hotel. I'm sitting on the, I get on the bus, and I see Frank, and Frank and I strike up a conversation immediately. And I'm asking, you know, do you happen to know, this is the street I'm going, do you happen to know where I'm going? And fantastic Frank goes, that's where I'm going. So Frank was the first person that I literally met uh, going to the same destination for the same reason, to meet the same people. And Frank, I mean, you are such a gem. I was so impressed by you. I was so impressed by your speech. I'm so impressed by your spirit. So why don't we uh, give the listeners the same benefits and gifts that you uh, afforded all of us and shared with all of us at Harvard, including myself. So let's take, let's take us back to the day of the fire. What, what, what happened that day? You, you, can you recall that? Well, I kind of remember what happened, but before I want people to know that when we first met, I wasn't wearing my fantastic Frank costume because <laughs> the guy who was running this event, Clint Arthur, he said, Frank, you only have to wear the day of your speech. I did. I didn't speak until the last day. I can't remember how many days it was, but I spoke. I think it was on the second or third day, mm-hmm. and I didn't have my fantastic white customer. The only thing I had going for me was my personality, and when I interacted with you, we connected very quickly. When I found out that you run your own radio station. Uh, I, I, remind, I do a blog talk radio station, too. And mm-hmm. so that's one of the ways in which we connect. But to go back to your question, I I used to be a chemical engineer at Eastman Color Company, but I had dreams of becoming an entrepreneur my entire life. Now, before I started doing... I used to run a business called the Fantasy Mail Company, which was one of the first comic book companies, subscription companies in the country. I ran that between 1970, I think I started 1975 or 6, I can't remember what it was, but about 19, 
1978, I moved from a position at Eastman Car Company into a different position where I met a guy whose name I'm not going to, I think I'm going to have to protect his identity. Mm-hmm. Well, let's call him Jim. Well, Jim, he reviewed my my plan, my financial plan. He said, Frank, you know you are only making uh, a tenth of a cent of every comic book that you sell. That's back when comic books were 15 or 25 cents. They are... <coughs> Excuse me, they are more than I tell you, four or five dollars for a comic book day. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, and he reviewed my, my, he was like an accountant and he reviewed how much money he's making. He said, Frank, you aren't going to make any money doing that. I said, so what can we do? And by this time, he had a plan to own a bar, a bar and a restaurant. And so I gave up this comic book business, which is going to come back and haunt. It's it's who I am right now. So I want people to realize that everything does happen for a reason. And if you go back in time, you can find out your path. You you shouldn't have taken this different path. I know I'm I'm kind of wandering here a bit. Well, anyway, we bought a bar and restaurant, and then. Because this guy, Jim, he got me convinced that we could make more money because it was an all-cash business. Well, anyway, I was in the basement. I had come back. I I have family down in Kingston, New York. I had come back early from vacation. I usually am down there for over Christmas. I usually stay past the first or second or third of the month of January. Well, I came back early. I think I this was about January 5th or 6th. And the business had been closed, and we went down, we had to go down the basement, and we were trying to unfreeze. There was a problem with our carbonation unit. Anybody knows what carbonation does. It applies the carbon dioxide uh, bubbles to your to your soda pop. And I was hitting that with a hammer. A hammer came back and hit me on the head and knocked me unconscious. When I woke up, my business partner, Jim, was there, and he said, are you okay? I said, yes, but I smelled smoke. And he didn't smell smoke. And I, I, I dropped his unconsciousness again. I woke up a second time. I said, Jim, I smell smoke. And he, by that time, he had smelled smoke. And he apparently called the fire department. But at the time, I weighed something like 225 pounds. And he couldn't get me out of this. It was down in the basement someplace. I had to have a fireman come down, and he couldn't find me with all the smoke, and there was a lot of paper that got caught fire. And I got, and he had to, he heard me muffle. I was apparently on a couch, and I had over me a blanket or something like that, 
and he couldn't even find me when he's down there. And so he finally got me out. I, I got carried out in what looked like it was a body bag, which is why I can say I was carried out in a body bag. And then on the way to the hospital, I got a medic. I thought was a father. I hate this guy's guts for 25 years till I finally met him to a series of arguments, but I said to him, Dan, why did you damage my voice box? Because my voice box is the thing that is both my, it's my voice, it, it's, it acts as a double-edged sword when people meet me, which I will explain later on. Well, anyway, he said, Frank, I didn't do that. I thought, because he got awarded Fireman of the Year for saving my life, I thought that he had inserted this trick to damaging my voice box. But it wasn't. It was a medic on the way to the hospital who did that. And I <laughs> I really hated this guy forever until finally I found out that he didn't do it. Because when he damaged my voice box, this gave me a a problem, a, a mental problem, basically, because whenever I speak to people, I have a I have this misconception in my mind that I am I either appear dumb or stupid or I am retarded because of the way my voice sounds, which I know I'm not, but that has limited my ability to go out and meet people, believe it or not, it took years for me to get over to realize that this was just my own hallucination, as Tony Robbins would say. Mm -hmm. And to, to discount that the other people I'm talking to, either they can't see who I am, or they are missing a great opportunity to interact with me. Now, that didn't happen when I met you. Did. Well, I, you know, there's a, there's a few things I want to touch upon that I absolutely love what you've said. And um, so many things I love about you, Frank. Uh, you know, a lot of people for what happened to you and how life-transforming that was and how pivotal your voice is, and it is for all of us, but particularly for people such as yourself and for how that, uh, you know, you needed that for business, you needed that to talk, you needed – uh, and when I talk about talking, I'm talking about imparting your bigger message and sharing on the global stage. And so, you know, I am so happy that this uh, tragic situation that happened to you, again, not uncommon. We talk about this with my guests on the show. You, you take your darkest moment and you find a way to turn shit into gold. And you have so beautifully carved that out for yourself. And I am so glad that you got out of the mindset of thinking that now your gifts were gone, your voice was gone. You know, um, I don't like the word retarded at all. Uh, I just think it's a very offensive word. But to illustrate what it was you were getting to, mm -hmm. I understand that. Um, so I want to commend you because many people that would have put them into seclusion. Uh, they would have retreated from society. Uh, they would have all of a sudden considered it game over. Okay. And they would have been focused more so on their limitations. They would have been focused on, okay, you know, I, I don't have anything to offer anymore. And you, my friend, 
you took that moment that completely shifted your life and you found, refound your voice. And as a result of what you've gone through, you now are inspiring other people for in whatever way they can particularly relate to your situation, whatever way they may not be able to completely identify with your situation, you are focusing on the abominable spirit. You're saying, you know, it's never too late. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. There is a way to impart your message and to still be inspiring and to still be motivational and to still share your gifts with the rest of the world. So kudos to you, Frank. Fantastic, Frank. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Lisa. I do want to embellish a couple of these points that you made, though. Mm-hmm. Please do. I think that there is something called a return on your investment. And when we, I'm not talking about monetary, I'm talking about your interactions with people. Mm-hmm. And very often, when I meet a person, it depends on... Where I meet them, I can meet them at a cashier at a bank. I can meet them standing in line at a grocery store. I can meet them at a DMV line, which I want to tell people about how I met Marvelous Michelle. I don't think she wants me to tell this story, but if I do, (laughs) and so what I have to do is before... It's like a subconscious thing. I have to decide, is the investment, is the juice worth the squeeze? And anybody who knows what movie I came from, <laughs> I'd love to give them a free copy of my book. Wonderful. So if anybody reads and listens to that and they know what the movie came from, they have to call, I don't know if you do call-ins, if you do things like that, but if a person could go to my website. My email address it is frank at fantasticfrankjohnson.com. I think is my email. Fantastic. Well, certainly when the podcast comes out, I'll be uh, attaching your contact information for those well, people who will most likely definitely reach out to you in some capacity. <laughs> because again, you're, well, if you're, anybody can't identify the movie that phrase came from, the juice is worth the squeeze. I will send them a free copy of my book from Ford the Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's super grateful. That's super generous <coughs> of you. So let me ask you this, Frank. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm all about living fearlessly. That's my brand. Uh, that's what I permeate out into the world. That's my message. That's how I embrace living my life. So for what you've gone through, what do you connect the dots on in terms of uh, what's happened to you and um, the conduit of that between living fearlessly? How, how, do you, how do you believe your life, what you're choosing to do now as a result of what you've gone through and seeing that there's a bigger, higher purpose here, uh, a deeper message that you wish to impart with people, how would you connect the dots between what you've gone through and the choice of actively living fearlessly? Well, this is going to require a bit of an explanation because I've always loved comic books. When I was a little boy, I think I was about five or six or seven or eight years old, and that had to be in 1955 or six or seven. I got sick, and my father had to take me to a grocery, to a pharmacy to buy some medicine. And while I was in there, 
I saw a copy of Action Comic Books with this character Superman on there. I said, there, I want you to buy that for me. And he did. And since then, I've been fascinated with comic books. Now, this might sound like it could be a juvenile thing, but when you think about the millions of dollars that are being spent today on movies like X-Men, Spider-Man, Avengers, Batman, Justice League of America, and hundreds of other ones, that is a small, that is a big person's dream. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my stories I like to tell people is, have you ever seen the Fantastic Four first movie? When Dr. Doom takes over, he almost controls the world. And the way he does that is there are four people called the Fantastic They weren't the Fantastic Four. They go up in a spaceship in the outer space. And through a series of events, they get bombarded with radiation. But the radiation affects one of the members in a bad way. It, it forms, he becomes physically disformed. He is called the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Doom, he gets his powers too. And he has a facial disfigure. And he realizes that in order to take over the world, he has to defeat the thing. The thing is the most powerful of the three our members of Fantastic Four. So what he does is he plays on his sympathy about the fact that he had become a monster. And he gets him to go into a machine and go back and becomes Ben Grimm. And then when he does that, the Fantastic Three, who are rough, Dr. Doom defeats them very quickly. And the thing says... Ben, Benjamin Grimm says, what have I done? I've let the people down. And so he goes back into the chamber and reverses his powers, reverses the process, and he becomes the thing again. And one of the things that happened before this was his girlfriend, who was engaged to, she dumped him. Well, then he gets a better girl at the end, and there is, <laughs> he gets a better girl, and he says he's never going back. And that is what I'm trying to let people know. Whatever whatever happens to you in life, you have to accept that. You have to engage that. You have to accept it. You have to go. And you have to, because whatever you resist will persist. Now, don't you think that my days when I say to God, why did I have to go through this? And don't you think there is a part of me that wouldn't have chosen this method? Of course there are, but they are very, they don't occur every moment. I'm not obsessed with the fact of what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I embrace what happened to me. Beautiful. And so Beautiful. when you embrace what happens to you, that opens up doors. And that's how I met you. That's how I met Clint Arthur. That's how I've appeared on TV 13 times across the country. That's how I've been at Amazon number one bestseller. Internationally, that's how I wrote this song. That's how I do everything. Because once you embrace something, then you have to know how to flip the hero switch. Yes, love that. Love that. Wow, you are so empowering, Frank. Because you know, I know everybody's pain is relative 
to their own situation. And it's not a competition uh, as to, you know, who has suffered the most misery, who's encountered the most yeah. hardship, yeah. who's faced with the most obstacles. However, however, though, my point being is um, there are some people – you know, who just so clearly cannot get out of their own way. And there are some people, and it's not to uh, minimize or negate uh, something that perceivably a person feels has been traumatic to them. Uh, I, I'm not trying to, that's not my message here, but there are some people who, you know, by contrast, by comparison for what you've gone through, clearly almost lost your life, very fortunate to be here, and you recognize that in the way that you choose to honor the blessing of still having every day that you've been afforded to have to do your thing and to shine and to do it beautifully. But there are some people who have gone through less, again, not to negate what that means to them personally, um, and it's just game over. You know, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not interfacing with the rest of the world. I, you know, I don't feel like I have any purpose. I don't have a voice to use. I'm just useless. And it's this old, unfortunate, terrible story that these people play over and over and over in their minds. And yet they don't realize that there's another sector of people out there who, you know, they, they could touch, they could connect with very deeply, uh, you know, be part of the bandwagon, get on it together, be each other's support system, you know, uh, things grow in numbers. So if there's something that speaks to what's happened to you in your journey, and you know you're not the only one who's ever encountered that, go connect with the other people who have, build the strength, the inner strength, the courage, raise the voice get the message out there and so the fact that for what you have gone through and you have chosen once again because this is such an important piece as it relates to you fantastic the fact that you did not disappear the fact that you chose not to hide your head in your shell and become that turtle and become invisible and become voiceless and purposeless uh you know I, I just, I love people like you, Frank. This is why I bring people like you on my show because for listeners, if you're listening to this, for whatever you think that you're grappling with right now, for whatever you think is too catastrophic or too huge of a climb to start putting one foot in front of the other to get up that mountain, to get yourself out there, you know, there's somebody out there who has it worse. Go be of service to other people. This is what Frank's doing because Frank knows that there's other people who have been touched by tragedy, whose lives have changed exponentially, um, but he found the gift in that. And now he's using his voice to do good in this world and to be of service and to pay it forward. That's the message, people. That is the message. So, Frank, wonderful. I want to know who your mentors are. My mentors have been... Tony Robbins, who I was on stage with very briefly at Date with Destiny. And then I met Mike Whitman, and he sent me to Frank Gazarowski, who was my mentor for years. He passed away two or three years ago. I've had other mentors, too, like Clint Arthur and Tracy Repsuck, and I think... I might be working with somebody else, but I don't know who it's going to be. But I just love, you have to have a mentor. A mentor, they can point out things to you that you can't see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, 
Before we go down that route, I just want to make a comment about what you said, because I think that, for example, when I met the guy who had no arms and no legs, you know who he is? Yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. Well, that guy, he's got a big problem, which is obvious to people. And when he falls down on the stage and he and women are crying, they say, help him up. And he rises, he gets himself up without any help. That's amazing. That is his stick. I hate to say it, but that's why he tries to let people know that there are people out there. And if I ever have to compare myself to him, I wouldn't have, I couldn't hold a candle to him. I just say, if you can't identify with me, it's not about being me, it's about being you. You've got to take whatever tragedy you've got, and you have to go with it. You go with it. Flow with that. Does that make sense? And, Absolutely. And, you uh, and, can't, and if you hear me talking, you say, hey, I couldn't, I got other problems, I got, I've been divorced. I've been, i I have no kids. I've been divorced. I I filed bankruptcy twice, which I don't want to tell people about, but I've been down these routes before. And I have other problems, other challenges with people like everybody does. I'm just saying that if you, you can't compare your own situation. Every situation is unique. And you have to go and make what, what's the expression? When you are dealt, when you wanted to have apple juice and you got oranges, you make orange juice or something like that. You deal with what you got. You can't hope to make apple juice out of oranges. Excellent. Does that make sense? It and does. I want people to be realized it doesn't matter how badly, if you have a, a worse situation than me, suppose you were born without legs or arms. That means that you have to go and do something which you might not want to do. But God has a plan for everybody. And not to be out there whining and complaining about your situation. And I find this with people all the time. They are whining about stuff that I can see is they are in their own way. It's as you say, get out of your own way. And if you don't have to do that, Call me up or get hold of me, and I'd love to coach somebody about doing that. Fantastic. I just want to make mention, so going back to what you said a few minutes ago when you were talking about who you would parallel your situation with and for anybody or for any time that you feel that you're hit with, uh, you know, not feeling too great about yourself or you're having a down moment. The gentleman that you referenced, because I like to give people, uh, I like to give other people the voice and the face to who it is that we're talking and describing about. So the gentleman that you talked about, his name is Nick, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correct. Yeah. Vukuchi. Yeah, Vujakik. Vukuchi. It's a, a, I think it is a, a Ukrainian name or something like that. He is. He was he, born in Australia. He's from Austria. Vikovich or Vikovich. I can't remember how, how he pronounces this thing, but he is an inspiration to me because every time I look at him, I say, hey, you have a bigger stick than I do. I have something called a hidden, a silent 
diseases or epidemic because you can't know what has happened to me by just looking at my body. You have to engage. I have to speak to a person. Absolutely. And Absolutely. when I speak to people, they some people, they just ignore me. They think I'm... I'm not going to say the word retired again. You know, I did say Yeah, that's dead. I, did, I know. But <laughs> they think I'm, I'm weird. I'm strange. I got a problem they don't understand. But that is their loss. That isn't my loss. Good for you. Good I'm for you. Just, I'm just saying that because he has an obvious problem, a challenge with his body, he has a bigger stick than me. And I, I sometimes I say, God, why wasn't I deformed in that fire? Why did I get burned up? Why did my face get burned up? And you know what God told me? What's that? God right? told me I gave you what I thought, what you could handle. Mm -hmm. If I gave you, if I, if I did something like that to you, you wouldn't be a servant for me. You'd be giving up. And so God gives you exactly. The amount of problems or challenges, whatever you want to call them, I call changing problems to challenges into opportunities. That is my process. Beautiful. But I'm just saying, whatever God has given you, he gave you enough to do. He didn't give you too much that you couldn't handle. But the way you have to handle that is you have to embrace it you have to accept it. You have to flow with that. You have to go forward. You can't because whatever you resist will persist. Love it. Very powerful. Very powerful. And that is so, so true. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to, again, going back to Nicholas, um, so he's, um, for people who don't know, he's a motivational speaker. He was born with a rare disease called Focomelia, which is a rare disorder characterized by the absence of legs and arms. I've seen his videos tons of times. He's, you know, there's one video in particular where he is uh, a goalkeeper. Like he's in a soccer net and the ball's coming. He's been, you know, turfed at him and, you know, he digs to the side and he saves the ball and stuff like that. This guy is brilliant. And so, Yes, this is what we have to do. We have to look at outside of ourselves, who else, especially when we're struggling or we need the motivation, we need the encouragement. Look outside of yourself. Get out of your head. Get in your heart. Look at other people who are seemingly equally, uh, at least from a visible standpoint, perhaps challenged. Look at how they turn, as Frank said, turn that challenge, turn that obstacle into an opportunity. It's, you know, you're talking about the human spirit, people. We're all afflicted by so many different things. You know, so many things impact our lives, and you can't be a part of the human race and expect to come out of this unscathed. So if somebody throws a disease at you, if somebody throws a death of a child, death of a parent, cancer, whatever is being thrown your way, you know, a tsunami, a tornado, whatever the case may be, find the lesson in that and turn it into gold. You know, go take that message of how something has impacted you personally, changed your life, uh, and go enrich the lives of others because everybody is struggling with something. And it doesn't matter if the circumstances are exactly the same for what you yourself have gone through that makes you the expert in your own story, in your own life. There are core ingredients as human beings we all 
feel. We all feel pain. We all feel remorse. We all feel all these things based on what we've been impacted by. So again, Frank, I can't thank you enough. Talking to people like you, having people like you in my energy field, it, it puts me on fire. It makes me want to go out and do something else for someone else. So, uh, so you've clearly described who your mentors are. You've talked about your story, how this came to be. Um, talk about the beginning of the journey. So when you got very clear about how you wanted to take this circumstance of being in a fire, uh, your, your voice being impacted, back to basics with having to relearn how to talk, relearn how to walk, uh, where did the beginning of the journey in terms of interfacing and connecting with media, writing a book, getting on the stage, how did that all align for you? Well, actually, this goes back to when I first had to go and meet Tony Robbins. I was in, it was in 1990. It was 10 years after. Now, I want people to know that I didn't become this fantastic fact person immediately. It took years. It took struggle. I had to go out and learn how to do things. And for, I think for about the first 10 years, or five years uh, at least, because when I got trapped in this fire, I wanted to go back to work at Eastman Car Company, and they tested my brain. They they kept doing stuff that wouldn't allow me to go back to work. And so what I did was I took the horn by the bull by the horns one day, and this is back. I think it was 1982 or 83. I'd been out of work on disability from Eastwood Car Company for about a year or two. Of course, I was, I had very smartly, I want people to realize there is a reason for you to have insurance. And thank God I had this insurance. It paid me X dollars every month. And let's go on with the story before I tell you what happened next. And I had an opportunity to meet the then the CEO of Eastman Car Company. He was meeting all of the Carson graduates at this building, which I could get into, which worked at, and I went right up to him. I walked in that building. I said, my God, I have to go and I have to do something else. It wasn't working. I passed. My physical, I got my license back. I did everything. I passed every these tests. They had me do these cognitive tests and stuff like that. And I knew I could go back and do the job I had been doing at Eastman Car Company. Well, they weren't hiring me, so what I did was I walked into this building. It was over in Building 2. Anybody in Rochester, New York, who knows what Eastman Car Company knows what building I'm talking about. And COVID Chandler had a meeting with everybody who was a Carson graduate, which I was. I walked right up to him. I said, hi, Colby. My name is, I wasn't fantastic, Frank. At the time. I was Frank Johnson. I said, I'm trying to get rehired for work. And bam, the next day I get a call from Michael Perbanz, who had been trying to get me rehired for uh, five or six months, he said, Frank, I don't know what the heck happened, but you got rehired. Come back to work tomorrow, next week. You have, you have to go through the intake process. I told him what I did. 
He said, Frank, that took guts, that took courage, yes. and he left his butt off that I had done that. But then what happened next was because my job at Eastman Car Company couldn't have gone unfulfilled for a year or two, they had a new engineer in there. Mm-hmm. So then what they did was they put me in a related division that was called the pod division. The pods were kind of related. I knew people out there because I had to deal with some of those people. I was in a pod engineering capacity where I made C40. I was the engineer responsible for production of C41 chemicals, which was a film, it was a paper, it was a film process. And I knew how to do that, and I got big bucks for doing that. I got a raise because I saved Eastman Car Company on like $700,000 a year. Wow. By just using some simple chemistry. I knew how to do that job, but they couldn't put me back in there. I swear to God, if they had put me back in the job, I could have retired from Eastman Car Company at 65 with more money than I get right now. But that didn't happen. And so in 1985, they placed me back on disability. And I I didn't know what to do for the next five years. I was lost. I didn't know. I, I wandered aimlessly through life. And then in 1990 and 1991, I was watching TV where I saw this guy, Tony Robbins, and he was selling something on CVN called Unleash the Power, Unlimited Power. I bought that. And because of one of my other challenges is I can't write. I realize that if you say you can't do something, that cuts off all the possibilities of doing that in the future. Well, I've, I've practiced my handwriting for years and the damage my Fine motor skills is so great, I don't, I haven't been able to figure out a way to overcome that. So what I did was, I cut this journal apart. I had this old Smith Corner typewriter from college. I typed the answers in, and next thing I know is I get a call from a guy. I worked at Tony Robbins, I don't know what organization it was. He said, Frank, do you want to go to a, you, a, a UPW, Unleash the Power Within You event? I said, yes. And so that is one of the art secrets. Whenever the door knocks, you have to open it up. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to do things that are dumb or stupid. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't do, I, I'd have to evaluate every situation. But when a door opens and someone is knocking at the door, It'd be best to open that door up. And I opened that door up, and what do you think I had to do at my first UPW event? Do you know? Oh, sorry, I didn't know if that was rhetorical or not. That, uh, was, a, that was a rhetorical question. Maybe you had to write your name on a name tag on your shirt? No, no, it was worse than that. I had to walk on fire, burning hot coal. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. And when I got up there, I went in Tony High Online for disabled people. I went over there. 
and in front of me was a guy in a wheelchair, and he got down on his hands and knees and crawled across those those cold. I don't know how he didn't get burned, but when he did that, I walked right across that. I walked four more times because I became a volunteer. But that Tony Robbins, when he came into my life, he started me down this path. And from him, I met Mike Lippman. Mike Lippman, he hooked me up with Frank Gazarowski. Frank Gazarowski had been my mentor for five or seven years. He's a guy who helped me create this identity, this fantastic Frank identity, my website. And he got me, I hooked up with Arthur through him. And these other people, it's all depends on you have to know a person. A person could check you with somebody else. This didn't happen overnight, believe me. Beautiful. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And may I make a suggestion? Because for the last five minutes, something's been going through my mind, and I just throw it out there. You know, if it's strong enough for me, I throw it out there. People can do what they wish with it. But I, if you're looking to perhaps, and we haven't talked about this, but if you're looking or you already have in the works endeavoring to write another book, I, a title just came to me, Frank's on Fire. That'd be great. <laughs> I, you know, I, seriously, double meaning there because your spirit is on fire. This all, you know, started out of fire, and you have, uh, you've clung on, you've searched, you, you know, you've dug deep to find another meaning of being on fire. You know, and what's Tony Robbins all about? Being on fire. Okay. I don't know. That just came to me. Are you looking to write another book? I might be, Michelle. I don't know if she's here listening, but she's upstairs doing something. I have to ask her, are we going to write another book? Because Michelle is my writer. I come up with the ideas, and I couldn't put together the way a talk goes, or even though I know how to do it, but she is my right arm, basically. I want to tell people how I met her, if I could do that. Fantastic. Fantastic. She she just said, go ahead, Frank, I could do that. Well, this happened uh, five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. I had to go and renew my disability driver's license. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason, now, I don't want to explain why I have to have one if I don't have a physical disability, which there is something else. Well, anyway, I'm standing in the wrong line at the wrong DMV place, and in front of me stands a woman, an attractive woman, who is pregnant, whom I get talking to, and I'm with an IRST. IRST is a supply help from the government. And and if you want to know how to get out, I help from the government, go to WW and look up TBI waiver. And if you aren't using, if you have a TBI and you aren't using the TBI waiver, you are wasting a great opportunity to have help for free from the government. Fantastic. Well, well I certainly anyway, appreciate I was going to say, now, how many more minutes do we have? We're, we're getting close to wrapping up here. 
unfortunately. Okay. It always goes too quickly. Okay. Well, I think I want to encourage people to go to my landing page, www.ffhero.com, where you can sign up to receive my automatic, my autoresponder, where I got 50 or 60 preload messages. You get a free guide I wrote called The Seven Motivational Secrets to Excel in Life, regardless what hand you've been dealt. You get two of our free gifts for doing that. And plus, I am always looking for interesting people to be a guest on my blog talk radio show like you. Fantastic. Fantastic. If anybody wants to be in touch with me, I can't remember my... I'll be attaching all that. Don't you worry about that, oh, Frank. Okay, when, thank when, you. Yes, I'm going to be sending you a copy of the podcast link once I receive it from Cameron. Okay. And uh, and when I upload that to all my outlets, I'll certainly be attaching your contact information so people can reach out to you and know where to find you, okay? Okay, thank you. Oh, wow. my pleasure. I want to thank you for joining us. And so before we completely, uh, unfortunately, have to say goodbye and part ways here, what would, very quickly, Frank, what would be your last parting words to people? For whatever they're facing, whoever's listening right now, who's driving emotion um, or feeling your emotion and deriving motivation from you, what would you wish to say in, in uh, wrapping up our show here? Just do it. Get yeah. Out. Do it. Do whatever you have to do to take this to the next level. It could be calling me up. It could be getting hold of the of Lisa, I don't care, but you have to do something. Don't be whining and complaining about how terrible your life is. Go out there and seek a person who can help you. Absolutely. And so when you, again, very quickly here, when you meet people who, you know, are full of negativity, who are full of pessimism, you know, what do you say to these people? Because I'm sure just being in the mere presence of you and seeing what you've managed to do and carve out for yourself, they would be, you know, I would be quite embarrassed to be going off like that on a negative tangent when I look at the greatness that you've uh, manifested for yourself in your life. So what do you say to people to help them switch the mindset? That's a good question. I'm trying to think of what my answer is going to be. I have to say, get over it. You, you, you have a problem which a million other people have, and most of these people have overcome that. And I hate to be so. If they, if they want to talk to me about how to get over it, I can work them through a process. But without I don't want people to think I'm being insensitive to them, but there are people out there that just have the same problems again and again. And I have to say, hey, you have to find a mentor. You have to hire somebody. You have to ask for help. Why aren't you asking me for help? Absolutely. Perfect. So, people, I would encourage you to connect with Fantastic Frank. He is a walking, living, breathing example of how to turn shit into gold, how to be the hero within. You are a hero, Frank, and I miss you. I think about our days in Boston fondly. Uh, you know, when you spend that kind of concentrated time with like-minded people, people who are your tribe, and you're sponging off all the positivity, all the great energy that people are emitting, you know, these are people 
that resonate with you for life. So I want to thank you for being one of those people who's touched my heart, one of those people who's inspired me to no end, and for the gift of your time for appearing here with myself and listeners on radio and imparting such a very important, crucial, pivotal message. So people, please connect with Frank. We're just about to wrap up the show. In closing, again, I want to say thank you, Frank. Um, Again, don't forget that book title. You know, you're not obligated by any means to take anything I say to heart, but it just came to me strongly. Frank is on fire. So Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. I trust I have made my point, and if people are going to do what they, they have to be motivated. I can't motivate people to do things. I can only inspire people. I can't get you to read a book to change your life. I can only hope that I inspire you to go out and do something different because whatever you're doing right now isn't working. Right. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. So I just want to... So again, thank you very much, Frank. I want to thank you, loyal listeners, for once again taking time out of your schedule, your day, to tune into my show. I am your host, Lisa McDonald. This is Carpe Diem. We're with the Contact Talk Radio Network. We go live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern, and 11 o'clock I got that wrong. 10 Central, 11 Eastern. So I want to say thank you very much. I hope you got as much out of this chat Uh, And discussion with Fantastic Frank is what I did. Uh, If you want to reach out to me, if you have any show topic ideas, if you wish to appear as a prospective guest on my show, kindly reach out to me at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. Alternatively, you can reach me at email, lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. Want to wish you a safe, beautiful, wonderful weekend. Love and gratitude. Take care. All my best from Dundas, Ontario, Canada. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.